environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on uh, 92 FM tonight. It feels like a nice, clean little band. Oh, no, isn't it? Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere. Uninvited. Dirty, soft, and nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? Well, it's seven o'clock. Are you out there? Are you listening? Quick ad, please. I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off. Bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock, and now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology, and yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets. Regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now. I still got my screens uh, messed up. How are you guys today? Hope you guys are all well out there. I don't know. What's today? Uh, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday the 30th of November. And we are uh, uh, we're trying to get ourselves back into the swing of things here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try a new uh, time change here for a little while. Until uh, the end of the year, at least, and then we'll see uh, we'll go, what happens uh, going into next year. But uh, for now, I need to do uh, a time change to get... Uh, you get the day to get my life in order, get some stuff going, and then um, I try to get up a little bit earlier, start getting back in the gym, that kind of stuff. So um, thinking, I'm thinking a, line, a time change for a little while here is is the right thing to do, and then we'll we'll, we'll see how the audience is a little bit later too. I think it'd be kind of fun leading into uh, Average Joe who will be going live uh, between 9.30 and 10. I think he's thinking about a little bit of a time change around 9.30. So if I go, you know, two, two and a half hours, Joe goes live at 9.30, you guys got your evenings planned. You know what I'm saying? So I think it'll be fun to uh, to try something different here. And then uh, this will give me an opportunity as well to uh, to finally get all of these business cards that I have over here. These, these stacks of business cards here. Um, finally get some guests in here, um, for some evening interviews, you know, maybe do, do two or three a night, things like that. Um, mix in some interviews and start, uh, getting a little more, um, content going. So that's kind of, uh, what I'm going to be planning, you know, some, some general show changes going into the future, more interviews, uh, different kind of stuff, more collaborations, things like that. So, um, we appreciate you guys very much. I got the new studio set up, um, red pill 78, Zach, as you guys know. Um, has upgraded his studio recently and, um, decided to give me his old, his, uh, his older lights and stuff. So basically, uh, he sent me, 
uh, I don't know. I could probably turn it into a, a tanning salon in here. I'm pretty sure that I could get this place uh, pretty good. I could probably have a nice tan, uh, get that vitamin D going. I don't think it'll actually work, but um, he sent me all of his other lights. So I got some new studio lighting, and this one is still driving me nuts. Um, I'm trying to make it so it doesn't flash against the glass behind me so you can actually kind of see, but you can't really see it. So um, I don't know. I'm going to, I'll probably play with it in a little bit more in here in a second. It's driving me nuts, man. But uh, so anyways, yeah, I got some new uh, studio lighting and um, I decided to take the banner down in the back because it was just, it's just taking up the whole room and it's overwhelming in the room. You know what I'm saying? So just, uh, just to kind of have the studio with just a, a normal kind of area here, it's in my living room. So my, I have my, my chair here and my TV and my, my, you know, entertainment center stuff like right there. So, you know, I don't have a whole lot of space in here, so it, it kind of makes it a little more cozy in here, better for the, for the lighting and stuff like that. So, um, so, uh, yeah, so a bunch of changes over the past few days in here, getting a bunch of stuff, got all my cables finally organized stuff kind of in, in the right place uh new bookcase came in so i got um you know this kind of stuff taken care of over here the pictures of the family underneath uh, ronald reagan there and all of my uh challenge coins just in here for now because uh I don't know. I'm just put them in there for now and protect them. Um, and then I got another bookcase over here for all my book collection, which I, I do want to talk to you guys about at some point. Um, I did find that one book that I was trying to tell you guys. Let's see. Now I lost it again. Uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spies, that one book. And then um, uh, it's in there somewhere. I don't know. But anyways, uh, so yeah. So so between that, I was finally able to, because I got shit laying everywhere. I, I, you know, there's nowhere to put anything, right? So just floor space. So finally able to like get some stuff a little more organized in here um, and start to throw some more crap away that I'm not going to need anymore. Stuff that I just been keeping forever for, I just, I don't know why I just I freaking hoard shit ridiculously. And it's just time to throw a bunch more stuff away. So I got that stuff going. Finally got my room set up to where I can actually move and breathe in there. Cause I had a bunch of shit piled up in there, you know? Um, so I got that stuff taken care of. The garage is pretty much cleaned out and ready to go uh, for the winter. Cause it's uh winter is uh, right around around the corner here in fact it's here today uh after a decent day yesterday the the, the all that's that that cold front came through and hello winter's here till further notice so i'll see you guys in uh end of february and march for uh for spring i guess um so yeah zach is a great guy and he's um you know, I know he's got a lot of stuff going on in his life, obviously, with, with his career and uh, constantly doing content as well. But it was really nice of him to, to get these lights. I, I still got I'm going to figure out. I think what I actually want to do is is get another tripod because um, these are kind of uh, desk mounted, you know, so I don't have a whole lot of room to where I can move that one. So I think if I get a tripod and get that one up high. That's what I'm going to do with it, I think. So that's going to be the plan for it. And then maybe if not, then just change to the other panel light like over here and then have just that up high too so it doesn't reflect against the back behind me. So I'll get I'll get another tripod here and um, and then we'll have it a, a little more better set up in here for, as far as the lighting goes. But for now, it's better than it was, right? So uh, thanks, guys, for working your way in here today. I appreciate you all very much. Um, hopefully the time change will work okay for most of you guys. If you're not able to catch the live show, I understand you guys have busy lives and a lot going on. Uh, that's going to kind of, I'm going to miss, you know, some of that same audience, but we'll get a new audience in here and we'll always catch up with you guys. Um, 
you know, whenever you guys get a chance as well. So thank you guys very much for all the love, support, and prayers. Uh, when you get a moment, uh, bookmark the website if you can. You can always book. You can always uh, watch the show directly from the website as well. Let me get some business out of the way here, and then we'll say hello to you guys. And then I got a lot to talk to uh, to you guys about tonight. So a full two hours, at least two and a half good, good hours of, uh, of interesting content, stuff that you need to see. So strap up, grab yourself a uh, Arnold Palmer, and um, relax and hang out and enjoy the show, guys. It's great for you guys to be here today. Thank you very much. The website is uncensoredabe.com. Swing and a miss. We love everyone over there at the foxhole.app. The website, though, is uncensoredabe.com. Um, bookmark the website when you guys get time. You can always find the podcast up on there. Podbeam, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify. It's on all of them. Just pick one, search Uncensored Dave. You'll be able to find the podcast. We're on episode 357 today. That's crazy when you think about it. There's the link to watch the show directly from the website. You can learn a little bit about me. Merchandise is going to get fixed going into next year. The 2021 archive blog. If you want to look back at all the things that the media didn't tell you about that are important and tell you there's a lot more things happening in our world, check out the 2021 archive blog and just scroll through it. You're going to be like, man nobody just said anything about any of this stuff and now it's starting to come out this year finally maybe some of it'll come out next year that seems to be the way it goes two to three years ahead of time is is where we seem to be at the uh on the news uh cycle here it's just ridiculously slow but whatever it is what it is you can watch us online every single day five pacific Uh, six Eastern. No, seven Central, eight Eastern. Now is when it's going to be Foxhole D Live, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hub, and Tiger Network are where you can find those live streams. YouTube bans us, hate us, so be it. You can always catch the previous two shows always up on the website, as well as the most popular shows. Shows you need to see that I still need to change up. Eh, website, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, and Buy Me a Coffee. Thank you guys from everyone over there. At buy Me the Coffee. The most recent one. Someone yesterday bought me five coffees. Have a coffee or two for me. I appreciate that. Amy bought me five yesterday as well as PDX Patriot and Anon. You are on the right path. God provides you what you need. Thank you very much to help me keep the lights on. The bills are coming through heavy and hard. And, um, you know, with the disruption in the flow of, uh, of money over this past two months, it's <laughs> it's a little bit scary, but I appreciate your guys' love, support, and prayers. I also appreciate all of you who have uh, purchased something recently from my pillow. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I get a lot of you guys are not happy with Mike, Mike Lindell and that whole thing, but look, he's helping to support Patriot platforms, and you can help get yourself some cool stuff, knock some Christmas stuff off the list, and you can help streamers like me uh, help pay the bills. Mike pays one of my bills every single month and he'll be paying my, my cell phone bill this month, you know? So, I mean, we appreciate you guys very much for all you can do uh, to help support the show in any kind of way. You can knock somebody off your Christmas list, get yourself some cool stuff and help support, help support the show at the same time. Facebook, true social gambling at the very top of the website. My email is currently not working. Cause I, I didn't realize that that I didn't, uh, uh, after I had to update the website, and repay for the new uh, subscription to the website. I didn't update the email address. So I'll try to knock that out tonight or tomorrow and uh, the email address will be back on again. So if you've been trying to email me, I apologize for that. I'll get that fixed uh, tonight. The PO box though is at the very bottom. I gotta go check that tomorrow. I hear Rise sent me some cool stuff. I'm looking forward to checking that out for sure. So thank you all very much for being over there. And I think I wanna welcome you all into the show today. I expect you to have one or two from me. Ah, excellent. Yes, yes, yes. I look forward to that. Hey, so what's uh? Let me say, let me pause the stream here real quick and welcome everybody into the show. I missed knock my socks off and bitch Tori. I think we're first in the house. Thanks guys for being here. Much love. Um, 
Dude man's in the house. Supper five, brother. Good to see you, Drew. Hope all is well, my friend. God bless you. Uh, knock my socks off. Stephanie in the house. Thank you for the shades. I appreciate that. And Tori with the shades all as well. Get the party started. Golden Lady with some more shades on me. Thank you again for the fleet earlier. God bless you. Much love. T Webb's in the house. God bless you. Good to see you out there. Tennessee, ten looking great. I'm getting there, man. I'm. It was a rough uh, holiday. It was a very rough holiday. I miss my kids and grandkids immensely, and it is just wearing hard on me. And the fact that they think um, what they think of me compared to what you guys think of me is just a—it's a hard di- dichotomy to mix with. And then, you know, I'm obviously I'm not perfect, right? I've made my share mistakes in life, but <clears throat> um, it's just very difficult to not be able to spend time with the kids and grandkids and have them be led by um, not necessarily uh, exactly the, the whole truth, but it is what it is. Joe with the shades. Thank you, brother. White hat in the house. Thank you for the continued prayers, man. I appreciate that. Prayers are to you as well. And I look forward to your next stream as well, brother. I appreciate you very much. And thanks for just the, the general prayers from your stream. I've been enjoying spending the time with you, man, because I don't take enough time myself, you know, to, uh, to, to, to dig myself into the Bible and stuff. I've got some stuff ready for today that I'm going to try to make sure that I get into. Uh, I'm going to go through the chosen. Um, this is like a, 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 a show by show guide of each one of the, of the 40 days with Jesus. And um, I was thinking about just going to uh, read the last, uh, you know, 20, 30 days, 31 days going into December. So trying to get myself to do that more, but because of uh, people like you, man, and uh, Amy Joe and a bunch of others that uh, that bring prayer and church to us, I've, I appreciate it very much, White Hat. God bless you, brother. I hope all is well. And I'm praying for you and the kids as well, man. JC Bird dropping some shades on me. Much love. Dude, man, in the house, I find it. What's good, brother? How you liking that sticker that J-Bell made for me? She did, she's been doing a great job on the stickers in general. I find it, brother. Good to see you out there, man. I hope all is well. Uh, let's see. I missed. Yeah. Thanks for getting the links out there. Knock my socks off. Um, that's the problem with the time change is, you know, not having the mods and stuff. So I got to remind myself to, um, <clears throat> to drop those links out there. I appreciate that. Um, I, I can mod you if knock my socks off. If you are pretty sure that you're be here. Um, if you want to just help me get those links out there, that would be very helpful. Um, Trust me when it comes to missing the kids kills me every day. I know yours are yours is an Africa or Africa, Alaska, right? I think that's correct. Um, yeah, but it's a little different situation on. Yeah, it's just it just sucks, man. It was it, it hit me hard and I, I just fell into deep depression. I didn't I, I was worried for a while there because I sometimes when I get that bad, I, I can get real bad. Um, but. I've just been praying a lot, man, and your guys' prayers and, and just you guys helping me through it, honestly. Um, it's But it's very it's very difficult to have people uh, spread stuff about you that's not necessarily true, man. And um, it's just it's it sucks, man. Belushi, what's good? Average Joe, Drew, much love, guys. Uh, Joe, what time are you thinking tonight? Are you thinking uh, go a little bit early tonight, or are you thinking uh, stick to a 10? But I'm thinking either way, I'll probably go to about 930. I got lots to get to today. Uh, the Twitch crowd, what's going on with my Twitch? Is you guys did I miss is everybody gone on Twitch? Did y'all just say screw you, I'm out of here? What the hell happened to my reset the default? What the heck? Yeah, I got I don't know if Twitch is uh good to go or what what what's going on over here? What's up, Twitch? All right, D Live's going. Um 
And I got Rumble going over here as well. So you guys should be uh, good to go. I don't know. It looks like Twitch might be having issues. Let's see here. Hold on. Um, what is your major malfunction? I got lots of stuff to get to today. So we'll get to that just in just a moment. I just want to finish saying my hellos here real quick and see why. See if Twitch is. I hate autoplay. Is there anything worse in life than autoplay? It is, it is the most irritating thing on the freaking planet. They know it's the most irritating thing on the planet. <sighs> you know, why? I don't know why, where this... I was screwing with Twitch earlier, and that I just... Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It says it's excellent. I don't know. Uh, most of the Twitch crowds usually an earlier crowd anyway, and they probably have other stuff going on today. But uh, fine, whatever. Um, what's up, Belushi? How you been, bro? Um, Washington, Nevada. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. In the meantime, man, it's just fucking ridiculous, dude. It fucking is, man. <sighs> Anyways. First things first. I am a huge fan of Fleetwood Mac. And um, breaking news, uh, just a little breaking news, uh, or at least I saw it just before we went live here today. Christine McVeigh, the keyboardist and the singer for Fleetwood Mac, died today at 79 years old. Uh, the long uh, established career as a great musician and a singer and a songwriter. One of my favorites, speaking of, one of my favorites. i uh-huh. 
Christine McVeigh uh, today died at the age of 79 years old. Uh, they did not announce a cause to death, but uh, short illness, they say, 79 years old. And a, uh, a great life lived by a great artist and uh, somebody who I always had a lot of respect for. Um, I am noticing for all of you out there that may be out there, Belushi and other people, whenever I do anything with stickers or start messing around with Foxhole and I'm trying to play a video... It interferes with it. There's some there's some kind of gitch in the hitty up there that's interfere foxhole is interfering with uh, playing video. So as soon as I kicked off foxhole off my screen, um, the video plays fine. So I'm going to have to I'm going to change. Um, I'm actually might put my my laptop over here. Um. I am going to somehow find a way to figure out a way through that to where I can still see chat um, and it doesn't interfere with videos because that was definitely what was causing it. I've been noticing that for the past few, ever since the new update, really. I'll have to, uh, I'll, I'll reach out to to them. Beachside, thank you, thank you. Been trying to get this out. Need to Jarhead's help. Those uh, burned Secret Service vehicles, nobody gets the fact engines were completely melted to the ground without the tires burned. Without the tires burned. Hmm. Interesting. Um, that is a good point. I mean, you know, the, the, the news story blamed it on the recall. So I just went with the recall version of the story beach side. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's like, okay. Uh, the rest of it, I don't know. So, something about that whole story just seems odd to me too. I just, the whole damn thing just seemed weird. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, just kind of leaving it alone. I I mean, the Secret Service, are they that incompetent or are they that infiltrated again? There's a possibility they were infiltrated like President Trump talked about before as well. Um, let Matt know it's taking too much internet. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. Um, I have a one gig connection here, though. So I, it, it, it's, it's something else that's uh, hitching the giddy up there. Who cares? Thanks for the 145 gold pills, brother. Hope all is well. I appreciate that. Um, I still, this sucks though, because now I can't really, I don't know. All right. Um, so anyways, rest in peace, Christine McVeigh. I mean, let me keep it moving here today. 10 ways to make soccer watchable. Have you guys watched any of the soccer? Oh, it is just the stupidest freaking sport ever. It's great for kids. I think every kid Every kid, as soon as they're able to, should play soccer. And then when they grow up, pick whatever sport they like the most. You know, when they get into junior high and high school or whatever. But as a young age, soccer is a great sport. But as a professional sport, it literally is probably the most unwatchable garbage sport in the history of sports. I watched the Iran, part of the Iran-U.S. game the other day. It's freaking pathetic, dude. Like... This dude like trips over himself. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't he didn't even get tripped. He just kind of tripped over himself. And he he acts like somebody kicked his shit and broke his foot, his leg in half and shit. And he's over there rolling around and crying like a little girl and shit. You know, trying to draw a penalty and shit. 
there's more acting garbage acting that goes on in soccer than any other sport. It's just the most pathetic thing ever. They should they should literally just red card everybody who does that crap. If you, if you get up and are able to walk off like all of a sudden and after you're faking an injury, they should just get kicked off the off the field. It's freaking pathetic. But anyways, everyone agrees soccer is boring. And America needs to fix it. But how? Here are 10 simple ways to make soccer interesting. Since the rest of the planet apparently remains intent on making us watch it every four years. Goalies must be double amputees. No more scoreless draws. Any two limbs will do. (coughs) Supply one enforcer on each team with a taser. Finally, the guy thrashing on the ground won't be faking. Add quicksand so that anyone who takes too long on a free kick gets sucked in. Move or die. <laughs> Have a drunk hobo decide when it's, when each half starts and ends. Bound to be more sensible than whatever the current system is. In the event of a tie, the coaches must have a duel at midfield. If it ends in a tie, it's not a sport. <laughs> If players pass the ball 10 times without shooting, the ball detonates. That put a stop to this asinine backwards passing once and for all. Release an enraged bull onto the field if things get boring. Moppy steps up to take a free kick, and oh my gracious, he just got gored in the liver. <laughs> anyone, anyone who flops will be thrown into the Sarlacc pit. Well, they will discover a new definition of pain and suffering. There's no flopping in the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Give half the players jetpacks and have the players surface-to-air missiles. Built-in Lockheed Martin sponsorship right there for you. <laughs> Instead of kicking a round ball towards a goal... Players will carry or throw a more oblong ball towards a kind of end zone. Definitely on to something here. <laughs> With just a few of these changes, soccer might have a real chance to finally catch on. Let us know in the changes of so-called sport that you would make. It is, I have no idea why the rest of the world is so obsessed with this garbage sport, man. It's just, I don't get it at all. Ay, ay, ay. Two different ISPs, that's an option, I suppose. If it ends in a tie, someone's got to die. Oh, <laughs> uh, literally, dude's like crying. He's falling on the ground. He's the- Scream! He's echoing through the whole fucking stadium, and the refs over there looking at him like. And so the American dude like finally turns around like after like two minutes of this walks over to him. Come on, dude, get up, get up! And then he walks off the field and comes back on a couple minutes later. <laughs> oh, it's fucking pathetic, man! It really freaking is. Anything from President Trump recently? Four hours ago, Breitbart, uh, CNN announcing layoffs. Um, 13 minutes ago. How you doing, Mr. President? Our great senator from Alabama. Thank you, Tommy Tuberville. 
2024, man. We have to wait that fucking long, bro. It sucks, man. Strong endorses Trump for 2024. A huge rally in northern Alabama. So a few things, a few quick things from uh, President Trump there today just now. Uh, Dodger getting a shout-out from uh, Greg Phillips today. Congratulations to Dodger. He's been uh, hanging with the community here on the Foxhole recently. It's great to have them part of the family over here. Pulling us all back together, man. It's great. I love seeing it. Uh, the different parts of uh, of our community, you know, we've been in our own corners of the internet for so long. It's great to have the opportunity to, to meet other creative and, and amazing people that are part of this amazing community. So it's pretty cool, man. Uh, let's see. Two hours ago, in hoc signal Vinces. Constantine's famous emblem. In October 312, Constantine and his forces marched toward Rome, arrayed against them where the armies of Menixius, four times greater, a stake was at control of Rome and the, and the rule of the Western Empire. Huh. Christianity History article today. You don't mind? I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind reading this. This is uh, Greg Phillips just put this out there just a minute ago, or a couple hours ago. Let me see. Yeah, a couple hours ago. Um, another version for the haters, he says. <laughs> huh? How cool is that? I don't think I've ever seen that picture before. Anything like that picture before? That's pretty cool. Um, and then here's the article. The Shiro symbol he adopted is now displayed in churches throughout the world. I think he's probably just trolling somebody here, but I want to read it anyway. In October 312. That's eh, better. Now I can actually read it. In October 312, Constantine and his forces marched towards Rome, arrayed against them were the armies of Maxenius, four times greater. A stake was control of Rome, at stake was control of Rome and sole sole rule of the Western Empire. Yeah, this foxhole thing is not, I can't see you guys all the way over here. According to Christian historian Eusebius, Eusebius? Uh, the troubled Constantine sought help in prayer to his father's God. Constantine then had a vision of a cross of light embezzled embezzled against the sun and saw the words in hoc signo vinces. In this sign you will win. In hoc signo vinces. In this sign, you will win. Constantine ordered the monogram of Christ to be painted on his soldiers' shields. When he later engaged Manixius, Constantine won a divisive victory. What was this emblem? Where did it originate? Historian David F. Wright offers this brief history. A military standard or ensign carried by the Roman legions were normally a metal pole surmounted by a figure of an eagle and often bearing other decorative features. The name Labarum, the word of disputed origin, perhaps Celtic, may already have designated such a standard, but it became the distinctive name of the form Constantine gave it. The eagle displaced by a sign based on the Shiro monogram, i.e. the first two letters CR of Christ in Greek. Later, this symbol itself became known as the Labarum. Um, hold on one sec. Oh, okay. So 
So that's the one that we're looking. That's the symbol that we're talking about. Okay. Uh, later, the symbol became known as the labrum when uh, blazoned not a standard, not on a standard, but on shields. Even when blazoned not on a standard, but on shields or helmets, the emblem was thought of in incorporating a cross. Antecedents for a Shiro monogram have sometimes been suggested. What matters, however, is that Constantine incontroversially, incontrovertibly adopted it as a token of his Christian allegiance. Accounts of Constantine's later military campaigns show him using a labrum as a kind of talisman against his enemies. This is one illustration of what modern Christians might describe as a superstitious character of his Christianity. Interesting. Very, very interesting, Mr. Phillips. Hmm. Let's see, anything else? Uh, rest in peace, Stan. I want to thank all those in the past few weeks. Uh, okay, I want to th uh, everyone to know that the past few weeks of outrage, uncertainty, and strategic planning in Arizona, that Wendy Rogers has been a constant across the various teams. Thank you, Wendy, for your commitment to freedom and the people in your state and across America. Uh, so that's the latest pretty much there from Greg. Jack, you got anything new out there? I always check in with Jack every day just to see what he's got going on. Uh, I got a couple um, from them. All right, let's see. Shall we keep moving? Hold on, I gotta fix this. Why is Twitch dead? What's going on, Twitch? You guys good over there? Thanks for joining me here today, guys. I appreciate you all very much. I'm out of my normal time slot, so uh, everyone over there in Twitch is wondering where the hell I was earlier today, and they're probably not able to join us at this time slot. So, gonna have to build a new Twitch audience. That might be a problem. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, we'll see. This is just good. This might just be a one-time thing, or just to end, just to the end of this week thing. I'm just testing this time slot out right now to see how it goes. So, bear with me. I appreciate you all very much for joining me here today. Let me fix my foxhole because this this is not no not so good oh white hat's live right now shit hold on um all right that's better now i can actually see you guys let me see here um uh try turning off stickers on your display by oh that's a good idea yeah just so i don't have that be it'll make it easier on my side Yeah, that's probably a good idea. All right. Um, where is my rumble? I lost rumble. It's poof gone out of here. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Whoops. All right, let me check in with you guys in chat. Since I missed a bunch of your guys' comments here, let me just uh, catch up with you guys, and then we'll get to uh, we'll get to QAnon. Oh, <laughs> uh, the New York Times, dude! You can't, you gotta love it. The abolitionist Hunter had a story as free basing stuff somewhere. <laughs> oh man. Um, 
KN said, uh, your lighting looks good. Yeah, it looks a lot better, except for this being right in my face. I'm going to fix that. Um, but uh, for now, this is uh, much better than it was, right? Um, hey, Tracy, how are you? Going to be down in Daytona tomorrow? Nice. I see you're enjoying your time down there. All right, let me keep it moving here. New York Times claims uh, Balenciaga pedal scandal is a QAnon conspiracy theory. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> In the wake of an ongoing Balenciaga pedal uh, pedophilia propaganda scandal the new york times produced a piece on tuesday that essentially claimed the entire thing is some sort of QAnon conspiracy theory because when in doubt why not <laughs> in a report the times suggested that only the likes of QAnon, tucker carlson and the new york post and fox news are spreading the idea that a luxury fashion fashion brand condones child exploitation yeah well you guys have probably already seen the videos out there i'm not freaking playing it again but does it surprise anyone out there the piece states they ignited a firestorm that traveled from the internet to fox news fueled by allegations that balenciaga condoned child exploitation the controversy has become one of the most explicit collisions of internet culture politics fashion and conspiracy theories to date oh my god you got to love these people. They, they at least keep trying. You know what I'm saying? They'll at least, whatever they got to do on that angle, they'll just keep labeling everything that you shouldn't, uh, they don't want you to know anything about. They'll just, uh, you know, tell you, don't, don't, like. no, no, don't, whatever you do, don't look over there at that stuff. Whatever you do. <laughs> look, I am not a conspiracy theory person. But when you start to see the evidence that you've got the U.S. government from a federal whistleblower that is telling you that, hey, we're essentially turning these kids over. The sex trafficking is out of control. And I've been on the southern border and built part of the wall right where they brought them across to stop it. And I saw the debris that was left over that would shake a grown man to your core to see what was left behind. When you see that you got these brothels for these small, innocent children, and they're being sex trafficked into the United States of America. Then you got the high fashion houses, and you look at what these people look at. Hey, you can mock the Q people all you want. You can mock these people that maybe not even the Q people would talk about this. You mock them all they want, but they're bringing receipts right now. This Balenciaga thing, I think, strips a band. And the fact that the Kardashians of the world and, and the and the Nicole Kidmans of the world, and people are associated with this brand and not immediately saying, this is outrageous, and I will never take money from people that do that, causing the question the entire system. Because remember, Laura, you know, they, got, they have CAA, they have all the managers, the same people making the film, the groomer film for Disney over the weekend that flopped, that Iger yeah. comes in and says, hey, we're not stopping, we're going to even make more. It's yeah. all of a piece, okay? They, these are, they're spending hundreds of millions and billions of dollars on this thing and they have agents and they have managers and this is all discussed this is not random okay no. this is this not is and i'm not saying it's coordinated but i'm saying the evidence is there to for normal people to sit there and stand up and say hey 
I want to see more facts, evidence. There ought to be a massive, massive federal investigation on this one. The first thing the Republicans should do in the House, this has to be investigated because this is now we know being paid for at least part of it by tax uh, by tax. It's uh, it's amazing to watch all of this. This is not an accident. The timing of all of this, the way this is all coming out, you gotta love it, dude. You know, and it and it's ca- it's catching national headlines. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this stuff isn't going anywhere, um, like it used to. <laughs> you know, I'll remember, but like, uh, let's see, the Victoria's Secret whole thing. You know, you would think you would have thought that that story when we when we found all that stuff out with Lex Wexner and all that shit that that would have just been a huge story, right? It would have gone uh, worldwide. Well, Balenciaga is. <laughs> It is going worldwide to the point where they now they got to blame of the, their usual. <laughs> Somebody find me a QAnon guy. <laughs> let me blame this on on them, or let me just label this as that, right? Oh man! So I've been hanging out with um, you know, a lot of the foxhole that I never don't normally get a chance. Just kind of lurking other places and uh, with Sean and on and. Hugh White memes and Dodger and all those guys and um and the Fallen One and Jay Bell's been back streaming again some and uh, so I've been hanging out with a bunch of those guys and and Hugh White or not just kind of lurking in it you know what I'm saying um just checking out what the kind of content they got going on out there a lot of interesting stuff so many uh, very extremely intelligent people on the foxhole that's um the, the collective intelligence of people who stream on the foxhole has got to be up there <laughs> it's got to be i would love to see the percentile because <laughs> there are some extremely smart talented you know artistic talented people on the foxhole if you guys haven't checked it out yet you guys you got to make an account go to pill.net make an account and just just lurk all the different streams you'll love it there's a great community it's it's the best platform out there it really is Hugh White means was watching this uh, this this uh, video um, from I think it's from the Netherlands I think I don't know and I don't know anything about it but it was extremely interesting so I just wanted to share the link out there with you guys tell you guys to check it out if you're looking for something different to watch a um, and a, you know I don't know the sourcing on it I don't know anything about it so just take it you know. It was very interesting, though, so I'll just put it that way. <clears throat> so here, grab that link if you want, and uh, and check it out when you get time. I was trying to watch the trailer on this stupid thing, but it wasn't. Hold on, let me try this maybe. Uh, how about this? Yeah. I think everyone can see at this point. The unfolding quest for a digital ID. The unfolding quest for digital ID. So anyways, it was it was uh, very interesting. And it's I'm having, again, just not cooperating. I have stickers turned off now, and it's still not. But anyways, check that out when you get time. I'm going to watch that this weekend. <clears throat> so I thought you guys might want to find uh, something different, too. <clears throat> hey, Ohio Patriot. Thanks for the cookie. I appreciate that. Did I miss any others out there? Who cares with 145 gold pills? Thank you. Thank you. 
as always, my friend. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. Uh, Fire injures nine aboard of U.S. aircraft carrier. This came to us today from Insider Paper. A fire broke out aboard a U.S. aircraft carrier off the coast of California, injuring nine soldiers before it was extinguished. The Navy said on Wednesday in the morning of November 29th, there was a fire aboard a Nimitz-class aircraft carrier USS Abraham Lincoln, the Navy said in a statement. It was quickly identified and distinguished through the crew's uh, firefighting efforts. Nine sailors aboard reported to have suffered minor injuries and have been treated aboard the ship. Uh, so the incident is under investigation. This fire comes about two and a half years after a major blaze on the USS Bonaheim Richard when a freaking radical Islamic terrorist started a fire on the USS Bonham Richard, if you guys remember that. Pretty sure that was correct. If I'm not, if I'm mistaken, let me know. But pretty sure that was a radical uh, radical um, Muslim that ended up starting that fire. So anyways, um, that coming to us today from the USS Abraham Lincoln. I'll keep an eye on any kind of reports like that out there for you guys. Every day. Every day, every day. All right, uh, let's see. National Group Undercovers uncovers real-time Democrat election fraud. Here's how they did it. This is pretty interesting. I'm sure some of you may have already seen this, but I need to get this on the record for the podcast. Here's how they did it. Real-time election fraud. Guest post by Jay Valentine. Database latency. Hmm. A geeky term, but that's how they did it. A policeman pulls over a speeder. A police computer fortunately picks up that three hours ago. Uh, a police computer fortunately picks up that three hours ago a similar vehicle and a person held up at a liquor store, so the police are on alert. No database latency. County election managers change the zip code of 31,000 voters on September 3rd. Ballots go out that week. Those 31,000 are undeliverable. Someone collects those valid ballots on September 15th. Those addresses are quietly changed back. The National Change of Address Database, NCOA, will not pick up those address changes. They didn't happen because there is no history. The 31,000 citizens were getting their mail just fine except for the ballots. Ballot ad addresses were driven by the county mail-in ballot database and the one that was changed and then changed back. Nice. Many states send ballots to everyone. The, reci the recipient is none the wiser that they received mail-in ballots. They may vote in person. Oops, you already voted. You ever heard of that? Welcome to database latency. Our bad guy pals know that they can change voter rolls, take an action, and then change them back. Who would have known? A thousand voters are changed from inactive, voted, then changed back, and how would you ever know? With lots of complex footwork, you could eventually tell from their voter history file months after the election. What are you going to do about it? So reverse the election? Obviously, that doesn't happen. The new and current ballot gathering strategy mandated by almost universal mail-in ballots adds pretty cool database games exploiting this database latency. Database latency, as you likely gathered, is when the database record lags current reality. You know, our voter rolls are a giant mess, but it can be manipulated even more so. We all experience that in our electronic-driven society. The ballot-gathering scammers know about latency. It's their ground game. The Republicans, election, election engineering is civics. 
to Democrats, it's business, and they're great at it. They know they know the Republicans have hundreds of diligent election sloths working in basements and dining room tables, checking voter rolls for the dead and the fakes. They know those people rely on the NCOA and Melissa and other batch highly latent services as their baseline. If someone moved, it shows up in the NCOA. Great. Two months later. <laughs> a real voter moved. They want to keep getting their St. Jude's donation cards. They fill out their NCOA form to get mail and mail forwarded to their new address. Our fraud detectives find this person and maybe someone voted for them. Cross out one phantom, one. I need to check my ballot. I bet mine in Wisconsin was voted. Our bad guys are happy to give up a few retail-level ballots to hide their warehouse-level ballot-gathering apparatus. They count on it. Here's the fraud equation, and here's how it's taking place all around the country. Count the in-person votes on Election Day. Count the early in-person votes. Shut down the system. Atlanta, water leak. Maricopa County, everything. Bring in undeliverable ballots gathered when you change voters' names, addresses, and zip codes, then change them back. Determine the vote you need to win. Press the win button. Wait for Republicans to file a lawsuit months later. (laughs) Floating ballots are the lifeblood Democrats need to win, and when they will do, when they do, every freaking time. Ballot gatherers know Republicans use dumb technology, relational databases, SQL, NCOA, Melissa, all non-real-time, highly latent systems. Bad guys are happy to watch Republicans waste time finding ones and twos while the real action takes place by the thousands. Invisible to these batch latency-prone systems, the RNC helps with its antiquated big data system, equally invisible to anything that happens within a month. (laughs) Want to run for office? It's uglier. The latency-prone database, like the RNC to pick one, tells you how your voter was prone to vote over the last 10 election cycles. She leans Republican. What's up, Poipusful? Thank you. Unfortunately, it does not tell you what she leaned Republican for years. She donated this week to Greenpeace. Your Democrat opponent knows that. She is in real time. You aren't at the RNC. That's exactly example of what's happening. Let's take a short walk into the future of how we fight ballot gathering with technology. Just a fun little peek. We know an election commission is going to do anything possible to make a Democrat win. Wisconsin Election Commission, Arizona, Maricopa County, seven states in 2016, for instance. Rather than wasting time on batch NCOA, we get a daily copy of the election roll. Ouch, that's expensive. The list in Wisconsin is $12,000. Make it impossible for a reason. Did you know your Democrat friends bought it 28 times before the 2016 election? (laughs) What is a governorship worth? How much does a contested Senate seat cost? Maybe 50 million? A presidential campaign? Why would anybody spend 50 million on a Senate seat and let their own side own the election rolls? That's a question Ronald McDaniel may be asked by Mike Lindell. We take that election roll with perhaps 15 million voters. Florida, for instance, compare every voter against every other voter and address down to the cell level and see any differences every single day. What do we find? 
In a real life example this month, we found a county that changed 31,500 zip codes. Yet the voter remained at the same address. Curious? <laughs> that means the voter did not change their address, continued to receive all of their mail, except one item, a ballot sent from a voter commission. Our teams in Wisconsin and Florida are finding this scam by the truckload. Do not email me that it is not real. The NCOA and Melissa, they are totally blind to this because the addresses are changed back. The Fractal team spent the last 20 months with guidance from Mike Lindell, encouragement from the great uh, Sheriff uh, David Clark, and over a dozen election integrity teams advancing voter integrity analysis from the ancient batch latent to the modern current real time. We learned the core strategy of the, of the, to fight ballot gathering fraud is in real-time analysis of voter rolls and cast ballots. It is also real-time analysis of ballot collection points like large apartment complexes and dorms where ballots gather because there is not an apartment number. The question now is whether Republicans want to start leading with technology or continue to spend millions on big data Data-driven batch buzzwords, we are about to find out. The game has changed with voter rolls, and the voters have changed with them. And the more real-time data people have, the more informed you can be on whether or not they're a potential voter for you. It's the truth about our whole election system. Uh, if you haven't seen that article yet, or if you um, are looking for something to share out there with your friends and family, Tell them to take a look at that. Tell them to do their own analysis on it. Dig on it a little bit deeper. Don't just take the article's word for it. Look into it a little bit more if they want to, and you're going to find more interesting stuff out there with regards to this type of uh, mail-in ballot fraud. So check that out when you get time. Hey, Golden Lady Timberjet, dang, didn't know about this, Abe. Here we are. Here you go. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah, we're going to try to do 7 till 9.30-ish. Uh, till the end of the year, probably. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the uh, the audience is way down, so that sucks. I mean, it's a fraction of what it usually is. So, you know, that's a little rough. <laughs> it's a little rough missing, all, you know, my usual audience out there. I don't know. Rumble's got a pretty good crowd. DLive has a few over there. Um, Foxhole's way down. Uh, Badlands, White Hat, Red Pill, Mr. C, a lot of great creators over there streaming right now. Uh, Twitch is just dead. I usually have about 50 in Twitch, and there's three. <laughs> so that's the hard part. That's what I'm just kind of looking at tonight to see, you know, how much of the audience will follow, how, mo how much of them can't. My, my two favorite people on this planet, my mods, can't even make it, you know. So I don't know. This may just be a, t a test of till the end of this week, and then next week I'll go back to four. I don't know, man. I, I, in general, I haven't felt like streaming this whole week, which is why I haven't. Uh, I tried to do a little stream yesterday. That didn't go too well. Um, but uh, today we're doing better. We're hanging in there um, as good as can be anyway. Hey, did you hear um, Elon Musk? said uh, Twitter has interfered in elections. <laughs> Say it isn't so. <laughs> no, no, it, it can't be. Well, if Twitter interfered in elections, 
Shouldn't we redo the election? That's what I think. Can we get a do-over? Just trying to work enough to make it? I hear you, Timber Jeff. I hear you. <laughs> Moss says Twitter has interfered in elections. He confirmed what everyone has with two functioning brain cells and intellectual honesty already knew. The social media giant has interfered in elections. Breaking. <laughs> General Flynn had an interview. Hey, Michelle. Uh, General Flynn had an interview about Arizona. We're going to talk a little bit about Arizona here. December 6th, we the people are calling for a revolt. Shut it all down. Hell yeah. That is a great idea. I hope there are a lot of great people organizing out there to try to get uh, 
whatever they can, your local state capitals, do do a local rally at your local town, uh, drive your town square with a Trump flag. That's that's, not, that's a great idea, actually. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Uh, do what you can on December 6th. When is the 6th? The 6th is next Tuesday. So there you go. Everybody call in sick. Shut the whole country down. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> it is about us. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, what's good, Rumble? Hey, Nana. Found it on Rumble, Michelle. Gotcha, gotcha. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Rumble crowd's working their way in here today now. Thanks, guys. Gotta love Bigfoot. Hey, Catherine. How are you? Hope all is well. <laughs> Fucking Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, man. Do, do, do. Let's see here. Um, I wanted to see if there's anything new, new breaking right, right now. Um, let me see here. No, not really. I keep it moving them. Thanks, guys, for being here. I appreciate y'all. Sean, Joe, Golden Lady, Pointbusful, Ohio Patriot, who cares? Thanks for the gold pills today, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. Much love. All right. Uh, what else do I have? Let me keep it moving. Al Roker is going to miss the Macy's Thanksgiving, missed the Thanksgiving Day Parade because of uh, the first time in 27 years because of blood clots. Huh. How many vaccine shots did he get? <laughs> did you guys hear about this? Oh, man. I, you know what the scary thing is, is how much more of this are we going to hear? You know what I'm saying? That's That's the freaking scary part. Just kind of half hope that we're all wrong on that shit, but I don't think we are. <laughs> my my dude from down under <clears throat> sent me this one last night. Check this shit out. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Check this shit out. What the hell? <laughs> A car just drove in to the fireworks store, and it is. A, A car drove Going into the fireworks explode. store.
crazy, right? <laughs> a car drove into the fireworks store. And the only way I could get that video to play is if I pause chat too. Hmm. So anyways, that's just crazy, right? Then there was this. I did see this video. I think Joe may have even played this. Um, this dude lived. Um, you know, uh, I asked many of the doctors. many of the doctors when I could expect based on their experience to start feeling a little better. And, uh, you know, the answer is everybody is different. Can you imagine just sitting there? No, I, I, I didn't say stickers, bro. I said, if the only if I pause the chat, then the video plays. It's something with the foxhole. Something in inter, in the foxhole is it's taking up too much of the of the system or something. I don't know. It is. It's something with the foxhole. But if I if I pause chat, then it'll play fine. It's weird. I don't know. All right. Anyway, stickers are back on. Uh, that shit's crazy, right? <laughs> and that dude like. He was just sitting there talking to you. Can you imagine? Is um is Rumble working for you guys over there? Everything okay over there on Rumble? Should be good to go. Oh, thanks for giving out the subs. I appreciate that, uh, Catherine. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I if I pause the chat or if I get rid of pilled, um, then everything works fine. But as soon as I have everything going over here, it's it's fucking with shit. I don't know. <laughs> wrong place, wrong time is definitely uh, no doubt about that, man. Holy crap. Okay, uh, let's see. What else do we have? What else do we have? Oh, yeah, this one. Um, do you mind if I read to you? There's a couple of kind of like 10-minute articles. But they're interesting. And they're worth the time, as usual. So we'll fit those in here in the next uh, half hour or so. We got, I want to I want to play you some of the I want to have some of the uh, stuff from China on the record. So I'm going to play a bunch of stuff that I found over there on that, um, and then a few other things as well. So yeah, we still got uh, plenty of time. And and I, you know, sometimes I wonder if you guys really want me sitting here reading these whole damn things when they're ten minutes long and stuff, but. Usually they're worth the time, you know what I'm saying? Otherwise, I could have this guy read it uh, for us. And but it's I, it's I like I like reading to you guys. Not had a problem, Timber Jen on the Fox. Oh, cool, cool. 
Uh, maybe the moon is too close to Mars and Jupiter is over Pluto, and that's what's wrong with the foxhole this evening. They, jackpot. That is exactly what the problem is. It could be Uranus. <laughs> Chasing stars out there on um, on D-Live. Thanks for being here today. Nana No says you rebooted twice. No sound, no nothing. Check, check on the, uh, I don't know. It's usually something on there. I don't know. Rumble can be a pain in the butt. All right, we look good to go. Hopefully everything's streaming okay. I'm using I'm, I'm not using restream anymore. And so so hopefully Fresh didn't bring it back. Buffered out all the black and then it didn't bring it back. You guys good over there? Can I get a five by five? Everything going okay? Because I'm using um Tiger Network, so I'm hoping that it's working okay trying to get it out to all the different platforms. I got a couple of really interesting things that I want to read for you guys. Let's, let's start here with this one. <clears throat> You guys having problems out there? Who cares? You're good. You got. You're good on the on Foxhole. Okay. Thanks for being here, Chasing Stars. Um, and what about rumble? You guys good over there on rumble? Looks like rumble might be having a problem. Hmm. I'm worried about not using, um, restream anymore, but. Hundred bucks a month, shit. That shit adds up, man. Goodbye, science. Hello, night. <laughs> it's no longer enough to censor or cancel whistleblowers or dissenters. They must also be punished. Enter the COP27 and the climate change reparations. Do you remember? All this comes to us from, who wrote this? Max Dublin in today's American Spectator. Do you remember back when you were in school and your math or science teacher gave a test in class in which you were asked to solve a problem or two? and you were explicitly admonished to show your work. The reasons for this uh, admonition uh, are self-evident. First, obviously, to prevent cheating. 
might be possible for one student to copy the final answer over the shoulder of another, but if the cheater tried to copy the entire step-by-step process, he was likely to get caught doing so by the wary eye of a teacher. Secondarily, by showing her work, the student demonstrated that she really understood the problem and how to solve it. When I was a graduate student in the 1970s, there were many climate scientists who predicted that we were heading into an ice age. Global cooling was the trend back then. One of the other junior members of my senior common room was a graduate student and a tutor in physics. We often talked about our work. As it happened, he was part of the consortium of researchers at Harvard, Columbia, Stanford, Caltech, who were trying to model the oceans in part to determine their effect on the climate. His part of that research was his dissertation topic. In the end, however, one day he announced to me that with all of their collective brain power, these scientists concluded that the matter was too complex and that it couldn't be done. Gotcha, gotcha, knock my socks off. The world, uh, the world, I wonder, did I change? Yeah, I changed it. Hmm. Yeah, I changed Rumble to the new slot. It should be working. Hmm. All right. Uh, the world of science, it was different back then. But then it was all right for scientists to admit, at least for the time being, that they couldn't understand something or that they were mistaken about something. Imagine that. <laughs> it was not uncommon at conferences for a scientist when making a presentation to show humility or self-doubt. Back then, it was even all right for a scientist upon further reflection to repudiate his original idea to admit that she had gotten something wrong. In fact, it was necessary as part of the scientific method. Young physicists, such as my fellow tutor, took pride and intellectual delight, actually, in pointing out that Richard Fenneman a Nobel laureate and eminent physicist of the time, loved to declare that to his students that whenever he thought he had discovered something, he would promptly try his best to prove himself wrong. <laughs> and at conferences and in journals, it was considered to be the proper job of other scientists to try to test this new finding or theory or idea to see whether it held up to scrutiny. Ah. The most common way of doing this was achieved by trying to replicate the experiment or process by which the originating scientists had come up with the finding to determine whether it was sound or fluke or in some cases a fraud. In order for his colleagues to do that, the originating scientist was obliged to describe the experiment in detail and if he had collected data, to hand it over for reanalysis. Then others... We try to go through the same process and see whether they got any of the same results. If they did, then they would validate the finding and they would conclude that he was onto something. It was mandatory for a scientist who originated an idea to share the data and the methodology that he led to his novel conclusion with his colleagues. In other words, to show his work. There was no holding back. In real science, there is no such thing as pleading the fifth. With respect to so-called science behind climate alarmism, these days have long been over. It's almost universal now for climate warmongers nice, to refuse to debate their skeptics. It is also not unusual for them to refuse to show their work. 
The poster child for a climate scientist refusing to show his work is Professor Michael Mann of Pennsylvania State University. In 1998, Mann published a graph of a so-called hockey stick graph that purported to show what global temperatures had taken a dramatic swing upward ever since the people started using fossil fuels, thereby generating carbon dioxide. This graph, which got its name because of its shape, made a huge splash. It was strongly highlighted in the 2001 UN Climate Report and also included in Al Gore's movie, An Inconvenient Truth. And man has been lavishly dining out on it for 21 years now and counting. <laughs> the simple standard for showing your work that used to be demanded of school children no longer applies to today's credentialed experts. Why should it? The green religion does not care about persuasion anymore. As it turns out, however, the graph does not hold up to scrutiny when it was criticized as such. Instead of debating his critics and defending his work, Mann decided to sue him. <laughs> Lawfare became commonly used to silence whistleblowers and dissidents of right thinking. Mann seems, uh, seems to like suing. He has a suit for libel ongoing for 10 years against journalist Mark Stein, who edited a book of essays by climate alarm skeptics. Uh, and wrote a critical article on the subject in the National Review. He also sued the climate scientist Tim Ball, the University of Winnipeg, in a court in British Columbia, but that suit was con uh, concluded with man losing. A real court of law, different from the court of public opinion, insofar is is a former one in re is the former one is required to produce evidence. You know, the evidence thing. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> Ball's attorney, with the concurrence of the presiding judge, kept requesting that man show the data behind the hockey stick, but he refused to show the court. <laughs> Finally, the judge gave up, ruled that man's lawsuit was frivolous, dismissed it as in the custom in Canada, ordered man to pay Ball's attorney fees. But man has refused to do so, possibly thinking that it would be difficult to enforce the court order across the border. Ball died last September, almost broke because of litigation costs, and a GoFundMe page was set up to help pay for his funeral costs. Meanwhile, man keeps getting lucrative contracts and awards in promoting his work. For 50 years now, the climate doomsayers have been predicting that all sorts of different climate change disasters would occur by such and such a time. Everyone knows about Gore's predictions, which have never materialized. But Gore's not a scientist. <laughs> He's the world's foreknown four meathead. But James Hansen of NASA, another of the climate alarmist's favorite prophets of doom, is indeed a scientist. Quote, and none of his predictions have come true either. <laughs> the polar ice caps have not melted. The number of polar bears has actually increased rather than decreasing. The Great Barrier Reef has not disappeared. Its size ebbs and flows as it always has. It's still going strong. The West Side Highway in New York is not underwater and so forth. The false prophets of climate apocalypse have a perfect record of always getting their dramatic predictions wrong. But the ability to predict natural phenomena is one of the pillars of sound science. As Feynman has written, quote, it does not matter who you are or how smart you are or the, uh, the title you have or how many of you there are or certainty of how many of your papers your site has published. 
If your prediction is wrong, then your hypothesis is wrong. Period. Ah, just lie to me. Actually, just keep lying to me. I, I, I prefer to be lied to. <laughs> but the client sciences always give themselves a pass when their predictions fail to materialize. Of course, they have also tried other methods to persuade people to come on board with the climate apocalypse thing. By now, we are well familiar with the fact that all natural disasters without any hard evidence are attributed to climate change. Hurricanes, tornadoes, forest fires, and earthquakes have always been with us, but... If you look at the time frame of 100 years, they have not increased in either frequency or intensity. All of this evidence is supposed to be persuasive, but it's finally grown old. The increasing numbers of people are no longer persuaded. Notably, there is one method of persuasion that the climate doomsayers with all the billions of dollars at their disposal have tried, and it proves that they don't really believe their own propaganda. They are so sure that their favored, favored combination of wind and solar backed up by batteries is cheaper and just as reliable as fossil fuel generated energy, then why haven't they tried to test this claim in a real life experiment, you know, a demonstration project? Historically, the pilot or demonstration project has often been used to try out a new policy before implementing it on a full scale society. When Thomas Edison proposed setting up commercial power stations so that people could run the electric lights and phonographs that he had invented, he set up two demonstration projects, first one in London and another one in New York City, to show the feasibility and practicality of doing so. They were both successful, economically sound and reliable, and as the saying goes, the rest is history. Where is the pilot project that demonstrates that a community can live happily, comfortably, and economically using only sustainable wind or solar energy generation. Is there any? Not yet, but they're coming. Despite all of the resources available to do so, nowhere on the planet is such a demonstration to be found. Elsewhere, Feynman has written, quote, for a successful technology, reality must take precedence over public relations or nature cannot be fooled. The greenies claim that they love Earth, so why are they trying to fool nature? The laws of nature are older than Earth itself. Yet they are trying to fool them with this unreliable, unrecyclable, noise-polluting, burden-bat-murdering, and child-lithuanium-minor-poisoning vanity technology that, when developed, deployed en masse, inevitably does more harm than good. Because Russian President Vladimir Putin has bombed Ukraine's electrical grid, the lights have gone out in much of the nation, but... What about the rest of Europe? No one is bombing it. In Europe, they have already started turning down the thermostats because of the lack of reliable energy because they have been, they've been banning fracking and shutting down coal-fired and even nuclear power stations. This was going to happen anyway, even before the advent of the war in Ukraine, which has only accelerated the process. There is no war in California, but for some reason, they already have blackouts. No one's bombing Europe except that metaphorically. Europe has for some time now been bombing itself by deleting its reliable sources of energy. This madness isn't stopped. It will bomb itself into the dark ages, both literally and metaphorically. We are constantly told to follow the science, but how can we follow it? If it goes into hiding or as in the case of Ball is squelched through lawfare or prodigious tactics. 
at a teleconference in Copenhagen called the lack of scientific freedom. When I attended last month, uh, Peter Wilmshurst, British cardiologist, uh, described how whistleblowers in the medical science are now being squelched by lawfare. And notoriously, during the COVID pandemic, lockdown regimes would issue edicts while refusing to show the evidence behind them. It is no longer enough to censor or cancel whistleblowers or dissenters. They must also be punished, and the establishment has the deep pockets to do so. In April of 1988, Congress held a hearing about rampant scientific fraud. It was felt that uh, such fraud could be harmful to society. With the Western world in the grip of climate hysteria backed by fraudulent science, there's no way that such a hearing would be held today. The simple standard of showing your work that used to be demanded of school children no longer applies to today's credentialed experts. Why should it? The green religion does not care about persuasion anymore. Having gained so much power, it has gone from a biblical phase to a sword phase of promoting its religion. There are so many doubters and prominent dissenters that the greenies have left off persuasion and are now implementing their agenda by force. The transition away from fossil fuels is being done not in a gradual and orderly way, but at a warp speed and by fiat. Accidental legislatures have passed statutes to ban fracking that have done little popular support, but somehow can never be repealed. And everywhere, the fossil fuel industry is being strangled stealthily by regulation. Everyone knows that fossil fuels are reliable and inexpensive and the major driving force into the nation's prosperity, which is why all developing nations are massively trying to build up rather than tear down their fossil fuel generated energy capacity. But in the wealthy nations now promoting the idea of sustainability, the one item that apparently need not be sustained is a nation's wealth. And every year the climate alarmists throw another wrench in the works to promote so-called climate justice which has come to mean doing whatever is possible to make the wealthy nations poorer and the poorer nations richer. When the nations, when the world's leaders gathered last week in Sharm al-Sheikh for uh, COP27, the annual UN climate crisis GabFest, they presented a catchy new theme to keep up interest and move the project forward this year, they talked about climate reparations. They want $1 trillion to be distributed by, by the climate bad guys to the climate good guys. Never mind that developing nations, the so-called good guys, are now the biggest generators of carbon dioxide. Global wealth redistribution has always been the hidden agenda of the green movement. The thinking goes something like this. Since there was recent flooding in Pakistan, it's all about the fault of rich nations who industrialized first, and they were first to start belching out carbon dioxide. According to this logic, England should be first to pony up because it was the first to usher in the dreaded industrial, industrial revolution when it invented coal-powered steam engines. Come on, England, pay up. The fact that you are one of many wealthy countries that having destroyed your public finances through lockdown madness is now solvent in, the, in name only is no excuse for holding back. Pay up. Show us you really care. 
If the present course of events continues, if wealthy countries impoverish themselves by ridding themselves of inexpensive and reliable sources of energy, and the poor countries become prosperous by doing exactly the opposite, then one day the positions will be reversed. One imagines that 25 or 30 years from now, the future COP conference, the newly impoverished nations will ask the Navorish nations to pay them reparations to compensate for their sacrifice to the world, for saving the world. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. They won't be that stupid. Uh, all right. Uh, let me see what's going on over here. Um, it looks like I lost the stream. Did I lose you guys? And this little test is going great. Can I get a five by five out there, please? Nations will ask the Navorish. All right, I see uh, I, everything looks good. Everything looks good on my end. Over there in the foxhole. Try refreshing over there, okay? Uh, thank you, Chasing Star, Chasing Stars. Uh, just signed up on Ripple. Currently buffering over there on Rumble as well. All right. Well, I guess I'm going back to restream tomorrow. You guys want to help me pay a hundred dollar restream bill? <laughs> oh man, freaking shit adds up, bro. Five by five. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you guys for being here. Much love. Sea Dragons in the house. Thank you, Sean Joe, for the cookie. We are here as per our parole officer requirements. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to stay at this time frame or not. We're just testing it this week, and then we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, where do we go to next here? Let me just see if there's anything new out there. How's that sound? Good to go out there? Sounds good. Uh, let's see here. What do you got, Garrett? Uh, you can get a copy of the uh, Biden laptop. How much you want? 40 bucks. Forty bucks if you want to buy a copy of the Biden laptop from Marco Polo. Nothing on Rumble but sixty-two watching. How's that happen? Sixty-five watching. All right, there's the Biden laptop. If you want that, I'm going to bookmark that. <laughs> All right, where were we? Oh, let's do China real quick. Let's get this shit over with. Um, let us start hither. Sure, most of you have seen a lot of this already. I'm 
gonna get it all on the record. So that started yesterday in China, or the day before. Um, a lot of it's coming out today. Then you got uh, another couple other angles here. Uh, let me hold on. Let me go back to <laughs> forty bucks. Uh, angle up here. All right, so you get the point. Um, there's those. Then you have this. China. Dep <laughs> Gotta love autoplay. China deploys the riot police in an effort to uh, smother COVID-19 protests. So you saw that the video of that out there in hazmat suits. This shit's crazy, man. Um, it's it's is it not interesting that this is happening right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's interesting. It's very interesting. In order for um, China to shut down the. Uh, the you know the social media sharing on their on their local internet there, they put out a bunch of bots <laughs> to swamp Twitter with porn to to hide the news of the mass protest. You believe that shit, dude? That's that's uh, that's she for you. Uh, let me just see what this what's in this report here from uh, New York Post. Seventy-eight cities. Has the Great Awakening hit China? God, God bless the people of China. I, can you imagine if that uprising got bigger? Can you imagine? They also um, changed the app. Several of the apps that they use there in China, kind of underneath the radar, didn't tell people about the changes they made that that made it. Uh, Impossible to share information about uh, where they were and about the rallies and stuff. Uh, that's um, that's the usual. Since the deadly fire, there have been about 43 public protests across 20, 22 cities, it says here. Uh, th this is in the Epoch Times, so there's that. Very, very interesting. I wanted to see if there was anything else new that I could find on uh, China out there 
right now. Let me just do a quick live dig on it and see. Let me see. China and India buying Russian crude at 40% discount. Nice. Uh, so much for your sanctions. Uh, she starts a massive crackdown in China against Lao Beijing. Xi is unlikely to tolerate dissent as momentous protests shake China. Chinese leader says uh, widespread demonstrations against zero COVID policies are as a threat to CCP's authority. Interesting. Um, that's it. Nothing really new today. That's interesting, right? That there's not a whole lot of, um, oh, there was, there was something about tanks and stuff too. Did you guys see, I saw a video from tanks or saw a video from tanks, saw a video showing tanks. Um, one of my friends who posted a video of people calling for she to step down was taken away by police last night. Other friends who posted similar videos had to go to the police station. Most were kept for a few hours and asked to sign a paper promising they won't do it again. Wow. Protester in Beijing who has not to be identified by her safety. You see, they figure if they squash it quickly, you know, can't arrest them all, can't arrest everyone. But they can put a fear of getting arrested into them. We don't want masks. We want freedom. We don't want COVID tests. We want freedom. One of the groups uh, chanted. The meeting emphasized that political and legal organs must take effective measures to... Let's see. Chinese officials are using implicit language, but they also conveyed a clear message of warning. He wrote the protesters must have understood it. They repeat the protest. The risk will increase severely. Um... And you think Epoch Times would put the video in there? No. So yeah, I don't find not finding anything other anything new video or anything like that out there. Right now anyway. Let me do another quick look. Yeah, really nothing. If I just search she. Yeah, just the latest is the is the massive crackdown. Um, I got an FTX thing I want to show you guys from uh, Garrett too. How you guys doing? You hanging out? Am I boring the shit out of you? <laughs> Trying to get back into the groove, man. A bunch of stuff that I haven't seen. You probably a bunch of you guys have already seen it. Shit like that. So. Man, I wish Truth would um, bring the most recent thing up when you search something. You know what I mean? Instead, it shows three days ago stuff. It should show the most recent thing that has whatever you search for. It's crazy. Don't make no damn sense. What's happening in China is historic.
Uh, this article, I'm going to play this one for you guys. Uh, I'm going to play this. I'm going to let the audio play. Defend Us in Battle, the incredible story of Navy SEAL Michael Mansoor. Truly outstanding book and a truly outstanding human being. Uh, instead of trying to read this one for you, and since my throat's messed up, I want to hear this article and more about this book. And I want to hear this article for two as well. It is uh, about 14 minutes, so yeah. I'll go ahead and uh, let this play for you guys. Defend Us in Battle, the incredible story of Navy SEAL Michael Monsor. A truly outstanding book about a truly outstanding human being. I, tease an amazing story. One that I've been waiting 16 years to be told, other than the dribs and drabs I've been producing. You see I was over there with him. My first firefight, in fact. An Amazon.com search shows that since then about a gazillion books have been written about the SEALs. Not a joke. Navy SEAL Dogs brings up over a thousand hits, that along with several movies. I guess it's the Starbucks effect, more lead to more. One such movie, 2014's American Sniper, was ostensibly also about Task Unit Bruiser, TUB, although as I've written it had serious credibility problems, including putting down the rest of the unit, the most decorated SEAL team since Vietnam, to make the protagonist, Chris Kyle, appear larger than life. But finally we have this, a truly outstanding book about a truly outstanding human being, Defend Us in Battle, the true story of MA2 Navy SEAL Medal of Honor recipient. It's by the Navy SEAL Michael Monsor's father, George, and a family friend, Rose Rhea, who has her own connections to special ops that won't be disclosed here. I first met our protagonist in May 2016. We were both there for the same reason. At that time it was the most violent city in Iraq, what the bad guys had labeled the graveyard of the Americans. My own handler, public affairs officer and Marine Major Megan McClung, would later die in an eyed explosion. By coincidence, her biography has also just been published, but almost no news was coming out of the city because civilian journalists didn't have the gumption or ability to get the stories and get out on two feet. Turns out I had two civilian predecessors, both got sniped, though neither died, thus it was that on my first patrol, and having slept through the briefing the night before, I was surprised to find these men in the older, non-digital uniform absolutely armed to the teeth. I knew immediately. Haydert for a combat journalist. Seals. To go outside the wire, away from base camp, in those days was to get hit, and we did. I jumped out from my protected position to see if I could get pictures. Probably not too smart. But as I glanced back I saw a seal aiming his 7.62mm MK48 right in my direction. Disconcerting. Until I quickly realized he was watching over me. My heavily armed guardian angel, if you will. If a bad guy or guys jumped out to take me down, he would beat them to it. As in I'm not aiming at you, I'm aiming with you. I later found out his name. Michael, Mikey, Monsor, Master at Arms Petty Officer 2nd Class, Task Unit Bruiser, SEAL Team 3. I have some blurry video of it here, Monsor was on a different rooftop so he's not in it. A few days later, in actions that would lead to a Silver Star Award, the third highest in the military, Mikey dragged a wounded teammate to safety with one arm while continuing to fire his machine gun in Rambo style. That teammate later got the most impressive tattoo I have ever seen to honor the man who saved him, including an image of Mikey and the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, patron saint of Michaels and of warriors. Fast forward to September 29th. That's the feast day of Archangel Michael. I was supposed to be back in Ramadi, but instead a snafu had me stuck in Kuwait, with poor McClung working desperately to bring me in.
shooting that 203 man uh grenade launcher you can shoot about 300 yards <clears throat> ah yes let's go back to the article cancel whistleblowers or dissenters they must also be punished enter 27 colombian pesos and climate
Dagnabbit. <laughs> Mute button. <laughs> Cut the fucking mute, you fucking marine puke. Damn it. All right, where was I? <sighs> so, that video you just saw there, I'll go. I'll just go back to that. Dang it. A few days later in his actions, that would lead to a Silver Star Award, the highest, uh, third highest in the military. Mikey dragged a muted teammate to safety with one arm while continuing to fire his machine gun Rambo style. That teammate later got the most impressive tattoo I've ever seen to honor the man who saved him, including the image of Mikey and a prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. I almost lost my spot again. Yay. Patron saint of Michaels and of warriors. <laughs> Fast forward to September 29th. That's the feast day of uh, Archangel, my uh, Mark Archangel Michael. I was supposed to be back in Ramadi, but instead of snafu had me stuck in Kuwait with poor Mike McClung, uh, McClung, uh, working desperately to bring me in. George felt great relief to learn that Michael was so close and coming home and almost silly for having thought that he may not have seen his son again, wrote the authors. When I arrived, I wrote to interview, I, I wanted to interview some of the SEALs, but when I finally got there, I was told they weren't in the mood, having just lost one of their own. When I heard his name and saw a picture, I fervently hoped that I had at least one picture of him. Turns out about half my photos were of him, yet out of the 19 tub members, about a dozen were present uh, that day. When I watched my video, only his and one other name were uttered. It still makes my skin crawl. There was just something commanding presence about him. I knew it. Everyone knew it. Yes, it was Mikey. Mansoor had been uh, the standing... Uh, had been the standing observer in a parapet surrounded by the bad guys of several fellow seals and Iraqi allies all laying prone from where they were. They uh, sniped and called in enemy movements to other friendly forces. In other words, they couldn't move. Suddenly a hand grenade tossed from below bounced off Mansoor's breastplate armor and rolled hopelessly to try to toss it back. Mansoor yelled grenade and threw himself on it. Unfortunately, he did not die instantly. Mike S. watched in disbelief as Michael, the only one of them who had an out to escape the blast, emphasis mine, instead lunged forward, dropping directly onto the grenade. The explosion was deafening. The blast and shrapnel smashed, uh, smashed into Doug, Mike S., and Benny with such power that it flipped Mike S. onto his stomach and slammed Doug into the wall of the roof. Mike S. turned his back, uh, his head back to where the blast had come from. Michael was laying face down. Mikey, 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 he yelled. Mikey moaned, but it's uh, unclear to what extent he was conscious. He was evacuated as quickly as possible, but it was a foregone conclusion. He was pronounced dead a half hour later. Given the se severe injuries inflicted upon the other warriors, notwithstanding dampening the effect of Mikey's body, almost certainly several others would have died. Mikey, conversely, could have absorbed the shrapnel into the thick soles of his boots. He had so chosen. It was, it was John 3.15 embodied. Greater love hath no man than this, that one man lay down his life for his friends. 
There can be no possible compensation for a sacrifice. That said, Mikey not only won the nation's highest military award, the Medal of Honor, but also, get this, had a, a destroyer named after him. This book is not meant to be a constant page-turner like a graphic novel, though, yes, it has photos, including two of mine. It's not just about what Mikey did in Ramadi, but why he did it. In part, he has a strong military heritage. George was a Marine helicopter crew chief in Vietnam, which may have been the most dangerous job in the war. Mikey's brothers, James and Joseph, were Marines, as were numerous relatives. But going special operations has its advantages. You get the best training, including airborne, the hardest peacetime challenges, and the chance to fight when there's no major war among the SEALs, that especially the Black Ops and SEAL Team 6. Contrary to mythology, you can ring the bell in Bud's training, the first and most hellish part of SEAL training, and be invited back but under very exceptional circumstances. In Mikey's case, it was because his feet had become bloody pulp, exactly the sort of person you would want to come back. Mansoor and Ray have documented Mikey's death, but more importantly, have also his life, a life that in a sense would lead to that noble dem demise. He was a frail, asthmatic child a la Theodore Roosevelt. He was raised Catholic for a long time. I corresponded with his godmother and, and aunt, Patty, in all the best ways. He was a pious child who nonetheless hated bullies, and he acted on his beliefs. Patty told me later he thought his uh, this upbringing would lead to that fateful day in 2006. She said it was no sudden decision. He knew a gr grenade could drop in unannounced, and he knew what he would do. He was taught that being good was more important than being happy. That said, he grew up a happy child and was apparently Tubbs' chief joker. During one firefight, a Tubbs superior berated him from taking pictures instead of shooting. He snapped a grin. I was Winchester, ran out of ammo, probably 1,200 rounds. <laughs> Nor is this a pro book. When some ignorant civilian asked me if, it's a, if war wasn't glorious, I snapped... It's you trying desperately to kill the guy on the other side without being killed while he is trying to do the same. I see nothing glorious in that. It's also frankly absurd. One reason we won Ramadi, which I think determined the outcome of the war more than the famous surge, was we had Special Forces Captain Travis Petroquin, something of a T.E. Lawrence, spoke fluent Arabic and negotiated a deal to bring Sunni tribesmen from the other side to ours. Quite literally, the people shooting at us one day were shooting alongside of us the next. The same IED killed Patrick Quinn and, and killed uh, McClung, that killed McClung and Specialist uh, Vincent Pomati III. They may have been targeted, or it could have been a coincidence, they were targeted. George and Ray are, are more poetic than me. The vast majority of people do not understand the mindset of those who say they desire to go to war. Those who express that desire do not actually know themselves if they, are, if they do until they are there. Of those, even fewer have a desire to ever return. War is not some glorious thing that creates heroes and legends. It's a grotesque example of what human beings will do to each other in the absence of civility. 
But absurd or no, we need tough people to fix the problems we create. Soon the call came to Tub, regardless of the sagacity of attempting to nation build a country that had been cobbled together by foreign powers and kept together only through sheer brutality. America invaded and gained an easy conventional victory, which soon became a vicious insurrection. After the second battle of Fallujah, the rats in Western and Al-Ambar province just scurried down the river to Ramadi. They would be, there would uh, not be a similar knockdown drag out fight this time. Like the one the Marines and the army waged in Fallujah. The population had decided to not conveniently leave. The rules of engagement practically forbade close air support and heavy weapons. It was essentially a small arms war, even though even only mortars and ever heard were incoming, lots of them. Insurgents controlled over two-thirds of the city itself. And certain areas were nearly impenetrable to the United States and, and Iraqi security forces, write the authors. The Allied forces were overwhelmingly conventional. The unit with, with which I was based, Red Kari, compromised mostly soldiers from the 101st Airborne, which actually isn't airborne anymore, but I would still consider them elite. Special ops like Tub were brought in as part of the three-step process, find, fix, and finish. That involves finding the enemy, getting a fix on their physical location, and then sending in special operations units to try to finish and target the capturing the enemy there. At times, the book is riveting war reporting. Michael's 48 continued to eat away at the enemy positions. An an indistinct yell came from the right. Michael turned to see one of the enemy insurgents try to cross the street towards the SEAL's position. He sent a burst, and an enemy fire fell on the hot pavement, motionless. A quibble. The author writes that Tubb continued to talk of a family and a home along with the recent firefight that claimed the life of Mark Lee and left Ryan Job permanently blinded. And that's just all about there is. These men deserve more space. Mark Allen Lee was a first Tub warrior to die shot in the mouth. It, it was he who uh, whom the American sniper movie dissed by making him look weak. It depicted his real-life mother, Debbie, reading in a... Uh, real tears, part of what actually an incredibly thoughtful last letter home. Then it switches to Kyle's character telling his wife that the letter was what was what killed him. One tub member told me that the scene made a bunch of them want to feed their kids knuckles into the director's Clint Eastwood's mouth. I proudly presented Deborah Lee with apparently the only combat photo taken of him. Just uh, he. He and his backside um, marked ML, but she was delighted to have it. Job was blinded when the enemy's round splintered the butt of his machine gun and sent shrapnel into his eyes and brain. Despite mountain climbing with his new wife while blind, he later died in the States during corrective surgery. In 2008, it was one of the invitees of the Medal of Honor ceremony. I stood next to Job without... At the time, knowing his background, I watched George, President George W. Bush read the citation with tears rolling down his cheeks as he presented the award to Mikey's parents, George and Sally, who themselves were clearly shaken. You can see the presentation here. Be prepared for your own tears. Here's the official citation. While medals of honor are rare enough, getting a warship named after you as an enlisted warrior, Mikey's rank was equivalent to a sergeant, is another thing. Though not though that not unprecedented, excuse me. 
Yet three years ago, a Navy commissioned a Zumwalt class destroyer named the USS Michael Monsoor, the world's largest destroyer. And it's a multi-mission stealth weapon designed for troop support. George invited me, but war injuries kept me from going. It's all the more of an honor given that there was only the three such ships, one named, of course, for a former chief of naval operations himself and one for President Lyndon B. Baines Johnson, heady company for an enlisted man, except that, of course, Mikey wasn't just any enlisted man. As I write this, I'm recovering from my 10th war-related surgery. This, is one, this one is particularly bad, both physically, cut through both two different nerves that are both motor and sensory. Ouch. And physiologically, because the leg is out of order, which puts one hand out of order to steady yourself and other reasons, I'm reminded of what I'm often asked. Was going over there worth it? I'm totally rhetorical, of course. I can't take it back, but I can say I will have never had an honor greater than spending my first firefight with Mikey Mansoor and his teammates, even though, yes, that is a wound that will never heal and should not. But I know this, too. Heroes may be fewer and farther between than in our past, yet they still exist. Michael Fumetto, paratrooper in uh, the 27th Engineer Battalion, embedded uh, uh, thrice in Iraq and once in Afghanistan. Those are the kind of things that I like spending time reading and spending time with you guys discussing. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to focus on articles and things like that. Audio's back now too over on Rumble. I'm I'm testing the new system today, so I'm a little worried. You guys back okay here on Rumble? Can I get a five by five on Rumble? Uh, do me a favor if you're part of of uh, if you can get this uh, article to the fam out there. Yep, yep. All right, let me check in with you guys here and chat for a little bit here. I still got some other good stuff for you guys today, but uh, let me just take a second to see how y'all are doing out there. Thanks for being here today, guys. Getting back into the groove of things. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get back into the groove of things. So I appreciate you guys being here today. We'll see. I don't know what we're going to do for... I might just keep keep the same damn time slide. You know what I'm saying? It's been working. Um, But, uh, yeah. So we'll figure it out. I'm going to have to do something. I don't know if I'm going to get restream back, though. I don't know. I'll take a look. I got to figure that out next. Always freaking something. You know that? There's always, always, always something with streaming. <laughs> it's just. You see, you, you guys see like when newer people come in, they think it's all fun games and easy to do and everything just works the way it's supposed to all the time. And nope, you got to you got to put some time and effort in doing it. Uh, Let me see here. Let's see. I got what do I have left? China got that stuff done. Okay, so I got the data stuff. I got some Antifa stuff. I got Tucker talking about and some January 6th stuff. So, yeah, I got to hurry here. I got to keep it moving. 
I see you guys enjoyed that story. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. I figured you would. All right. Uh, let me do, let me go straight to January 6th since we're running late. Uh, Tucker highlights the sickening treatment of the January 6th political prisoner. I don't know if you guys saw just humans interesting take. Apparently he just thinks the government's case is legit and the way that they presented it is all on the up and up and they deserve what they got. I quite frankly shocked by that. I, you, any, I mean, you think the DOJ is, I don't know. Chris Roll was the in media has got some freaking meatheads in their camp that are connected to like the FBI or something. They're, 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 that Wichter crowd, they all have some kind of, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm starting to wonder about you guys, where you're getting your information from. What the fuck? On January 6, 2021, but there is no evidence that he ever. Entered the Capitol building, but he went to jail anyway. And then, like many other January 6th defendants languishing in jail, he was mistreated dramatically. Chris Worrell said he endured inhumane and abusive conditions. For example, guards refused to give misprescription medications. He needed them to treat his cancer. He was suffering from a type of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was not allowed to see an oncologist for months. At one point he passed out, he still did not get immediate medical attention. This is a time when rapists are getting out when more than half of murders in the United States are not solved because no one cares enough to solve them. But this guy stayed in jail. Finally, last November, a judge ordered World released because he wasn't getting proper treatment. So in the time that he was not getting his treatment for being in Washington on January 6th, his cancer progressed from stage one to stage three. It's a tragedy. Trish Piller watched the whole thing. She is Chris World's fiance. She joins us tonight. Trish Piller, thank you so much for coming on. Um, how is your fiance doing? He's doing okay since he's been home. He's had some major medical issues. Uh, he's had five rounds of chemotherapy. Um, he Stage one to stand three because he was denied treatment in jail. There's an example of what's your DOJ that apparently is all on the up and up in their, in their uh, indictment of uh, January 6th. It's, it's baffling to me, dude. I fucking unbelievable. It really is, dude. It is amazing to see what people will watch. Anyways. Cash Edwards. Open in Telegram desktop. Thank you. Cash Ed Thoughts. If we're to believe the reporting that there's eight. Uh, hold on. Let me fix this. Oops. All right. Check this out. Three and a half minutes from cash. From a former federal prosecutor perspective, let me just give you that lens. If we're to believe the reporting that there's eight, not one, eight confidential human sources and possibly even dressed in pro Trump gear, um, you have to hit a timeout button and say, wait a second. It's not like the FBI found these people and said on January 5th and said, go forth. A confidential human source for the Federal Bureau of Investigation requires a minimum of a six month onboard vetting process. 
then you have to go through the rules and regulations on how to be a confidential human source. And once all of that happens and the FBI does their own internal verification to approve not just your background, but your relationships and your financial stability. And do you have ties to enemies of the United States and things like that? There's an extensive process there. We exposed, we being Devin and I, when we ran Russiagate, we exposed Christopher Steele's source verification process at the FBI, which at the time was classified, but now has been put out. From a former federal prosecutor, testimony from the FBI and and Christopher Ray, we'll get to him in a second, refuse to answer questions. How do we have eight people there? And Christopher Ray, we'll get to him in a second, refuse to answer questions about it. You have to ask yourself, okay, well, from a former federal Dang prosecutor it. perspective, <clears throat> let me just, they decided. Seriously? From a former federal just prosecutor play. perspective, let me just give you that. Relationships. Just freaking play, Source verification process at the FBI, which at the time was classified, but now has been put out. When the FBI themselves determined Christopher Steele would basically be a terrible source, but they decided to use him anyway because they needed him to cover up their corruption. Now let's relate that to January 6th. How do we have eight people there? And Christopher Ray, we'll get to him in a second, refuse to answer questions about it. You have to ask yourself, okay, well, that was in planning for at least a year. What was the FBI doing planning January 6th for a year? Christopher Ray has testified that the FBI never instigated or helped the January 6th protesters commit crimes. Then there was a testimony from the FBI and Christopher Ray about January 6th, where he says, we, the FBI, had no evidence that January 6th was going to happen. The two cannot coexist, Jan. You either have eight confidential human sources who have been working for a year and placing them in specific groups and locations for January 6th, or you don't have evidence that January 6th was going to happen. Now we have caught Christopher Ray in yet another lie to Congress because these confidential human sources would have been reporting by mandate and the law to the FBI the entire time they were working in these groups and working with these people and working with individuals that were there on January 6th. You can't just airdrop them in. So when Christopher Ray told the world that uh, the FBI had no quality or no verifiable or credible evidence that January 6th was gonna happen, that's a complete and total lie because they had placed the FBI confidential human sources there. Now, the millions of questions that follow are, who do they place? Where do they place them? How do they verify them? What do they get paid? And then, why is the FBI lying to the world about their involvement in January 6th? And look, at the end of the day, it could be completely innocent. You have to always keep that, as a former federal prosecutor, you have to always keep that in mind. But their track record suggests strongly the opposite of the individuals we've outlined and how they've used their confidential human source corruption cover-up network to do just that, cover up the FBI and DOJ's own corruption. And if it happens yet again, I don't think that this FBI leadership has the ability to stand up in front of Congress and say, we can continue to lead the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And there needs to be some serious change. Yeah, you think? Thanks, Cash. I mean, it, it, it should be obvious to everybody out there, right? Pretty, pretty much, is, is anybody confused about the FBI's role on January 6th? Does anybody out there actually truly believe 
that the Oath Keepers and others planned an insurrection on January 6th? Does, does anybody actually believe that that was the goal of anybody that was involved with January 6th? Because if there's anybody out there that thinks that there was some kind of patriot group plan to overthrow the government on January 6th and that that plan was in action, just completely missing the whole point of everything that had happened around January 6th. If all you have to do is put yourself into the, the Whitmer fednapping to understand how confidential human sources and these clowns would manipulate people into doing things that they probably normally wouldn't do or, or even just say things that, that are, a, are a version of violence to get people to take action to say things. Just the same as in the Fed, the, 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 the Fed napping of Whitmer. The same exact thing. Using groups and manipulating groups for a false narrative. This violent insurrection coming from the far right. The only threat to America is from the radical left in this country. Is there anybody that does not understand that? Is there anybody out there that actually believe that there was a planned insurrection, a seditious conspiracy <laughs> I, I hope not. I, I hope people are are smarter than that to understand what's really happened on January 6th. I hope people have looked into all of the articles that Revolver has written and Julie Kelly has written exposing much something much bigger happening. The only reason January 6th got to be where it did is because they opened the doors and encouraged people to go in. Shouldn't that tell you something? I... So what's the point of shitting on a bunch of families whose lives are being destroyed and saying, good, I'm glad you got, you got guilty. You got what you deserve, mister. Really? That, that is just completely baffling to me on every level. I mean, it shows a complete lack of understanding of how weaponized our department of justice is right now. It's a complete misunderstanding of what Garland has been doing to mothers and grandmothers and doctors and anybody else while letting pedophiles out of prison or not enforcing the laws in states like, uh, or cities like Chicago, Philadelphia and other places. <laughs> there's a, there, there, there's a certain segment of, uh, the alternative, media truther community that has a serious bias in favor of the FBI treats them like they're some kind of, you know, innocent agency as if they've missed all of the other truths about what the FBI has been done since its existence. 
The FBI is just nothing more than a Stasi for the radical left now in this country. And if people can't see that, man, we got we got problems. <laughs> we got serious freaking problems if people can't see the weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI for what they are, man. Uh, I'm going to try to wrap it up here in about seven or eight minutes. Thanks, for guys, for being here today. Average Joe in about a half hour. Don S said, if we're going to overtake the government, a million patriots would uh, would not be there without guns, right? Exactly. If we if we wanted to, if you wanted an insurrection, it could have been done. <laughs> it could have been done. <clears throat> the only insurrection was by the radical left on November 5th. All right, last few things I got here for you, and then I'll let you guys go today. I hope you guys are having a great evening. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. I don't know what I'm going to be doing for uh, for streaming time. I kind of like this time frame. If you guys are okay with it, if we can get a consistent time frame between 7 to 9.30 or something like that, I'm probably I'm going to try to stick here. Tell me what you guys think about this time frame, if it's okay for you guys. And if not, you know, I'll, I'll just go back to the usual four central, four to six central. But I'm kind of thinking I'm gonna, I might try this for a little while. I don't know. We'll see. Good crowd over there on Rumble. Thanks for being here today, guys. All of the lurkers out there, much love. God bless you all. All right, what else do we have here? Data Protection Commission announces decision on Facebook data scrapping in inquiry. This is coming to us from the European Union, or what was this? Uh, in Ireland. Ireland. $265 million fine in Ireland for a data protect protection by design and default, uh, the GDPR obligation or whatever that whole law, internet law thing is, whatever the hell all that, yeah, that. Um <laughs> They just keep violating the laws and then they pay a $265 million fine. And then they turn that $265 million into more bots. And then they report those bots as a subscriber base. And then they get more money from advertisers. And it's a big cycle. No wonder these guys just keep, they got the greatest grift going on out there that you could possibly make. You don't need humans to make money when all you need is bots. Pretty soon we'll all be bots. That'd be great. Can't wait. Uh, so there's that. They just keep getting fined. They just keep breaking the law. Like, screw you. I don't care. Whatever. It's crazy, right? National Grid will not trigger power blackout prevention scheme on Tuesday. There's some wonder if the United Kingdom might have to uh, turn on their their uh, nas emergency national power grid system tomorrow. I don't know. I, I don't understand. I didn't, I didn't do that big of a research on it, but the national grid will not implement its blackout prevention scheme on Tuesday after French energy suppliers say they were struggling to co cope with demand. President Trump tried to tell Europe to wake the fuck up. And now they're going to wake the fuck up the hard way when it comes to energy. It's too bad that we don't, we aren't, um, you know, exporting as much energy as we possibly can from this country, that would make too much fucking sense, wouldn't it? Unleash America's energy, uh, uh, you know, to help the world? No, no, that, stop making too much sense. We don't, we don't do things that make sense. Why would America unleash the national resources that we have here to help the world with their energy needs? No, 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 
that makes way too much sense, especially if, well, sh- well, China owns you. If, if China owns you, then yeah, you, you don't do anything that makes sense, right, Joe Biden? <sighs> More Antifa members in San Diego pled guilty to violent attacks during that riot, and they're all going to jail. So there is finally some justice. I've been waiting, you know. Holy crap, man. Five more Antifa members have admitted to having a role in violent felonies in San Diego, California in January 2021. Beachgoers, Trump supporters, and a dog were violently assaulted. Remember this? Yeah. The assaults were numerous and lasted a long time along the boardwalk in the Pacific uh, on San Diego in January 2021. Antifa members blinded targets with pepper spray before punching and kicking them. Here's an example of what these scumbags did just to remind of us. Just a reminder of what a fucking domestic terrorist actually looks like, you fucking idiots. Yep, per usual, you know, find a a weaker member and and pick on them like the pathetic scumbags that these fuckheads are. Their plea deals were made uh, more than a month after the trans Antifa member, Eric Luis Nicky Yock. Pick a fucking name and a personality already, fuckhead. (laughs) Anyways. Bunch of more plea deals and the rest, but... um, Felony conspiracy to a riot for this clown. Um, This dumb fuck had uh, admitted conspiracy to riot with his co-defendants. Nice. Uh, 24-year-old trans militant pleaded guilty to one count of felony conspiracy to riot. 19 years old. They're all 19 and 20-year-old little fucking weakling scumbags, dude. You want a bunch of little fucking pussies. Anyways, uh, got that done. Got the Tucker, the Tucker January 6th stuff. Okay, we got that covered. I think I got everything covered today, guys. What time? It's 9.30. There you go. Well, there you go. Oh, I did have one more. Letter to a man from 1913 from his grandson who's still alive, but he's not laughing. <laughs> How long was this one? This one was five minutes. Fuck it. Should we do it? You guys want to hang out for five more minutes? I kind of want to hear this article. <laughs> nah, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll wrap it up here today. It's been a good two and a half hours. Um, the only thing, other thing I had was uh, Representative Janelle Branchin in uh, Wisconsin. Guess what? The military ballot voting dropped 83% in 2022 versus the 2020 election. <laughs> I wonder why that would be, guys. And it's because they exposed the election fraud in military ballots in Wisconsin and did a lot of work to get that stuff fixed. She's one of the reasons why. God bless Janelle Branchin in Wisconsin. But what does that tell you? 83% drop year over year. There was like a 100% increase the year before the year. You know, just year for year, the year. 
Anyways, that's all I got for you. Cool. Uh, there any updates on Ukraine? The war's still going on. And I don't really give a shit. So that's pretty much my update on Ukraine. I don't really fucking care. It's a money laundering operation for the globalists. That's what it is. But, you know, that's it. There's your update on Ukraine. It's a money laundering operation for globalists. Our taxpayer dollars, they're running out of funding from everywhere else, which is a good thing. But now they're just using, they're just right in our face, taking our taxpayer dollars and using it to fund leftists all around the country, all around the world, paying off each other and the rest. There's your update. <laughs> How are you, Anaconda in Arizona? The little Lucia girl, kids who got indoctrination bills, get their bankrupted parents, have no job indeed. Yep. All brought to you by Act Blue. Yeah, there's our taxpayer dollars at work, right? Thanks for being here today, guys. Um, no, not much feedback on the on the time. I didn't see much. We were going to overtake the government. A million pages be out there with guns, right? Golden Lady, thanks for the shades. All you guys out there, thanks very much. Golden Lady, Judy the Ladypug, Sean Joe, thanks for all the support today, guys. I appreciate you all very much. Let me go ahead and get the uh, scratch-offs going. Much love to you all. D-Live crowds. Uh, Star Walker and Chasing Stars, thanks for joining us today. Much love. Appreciate you guys very much. Don't forget to bookmark the website and check out thefoxhole.app or, or pill.net when you get time. It's a great platform. There's a lot of, it's way better than DLive. Check it out when you guys get time. Um, I will drop the uh, link to the to the show out there for you guys over there in DLive. If anything, just make a quick account. Check it out. I think you guys will enjoy it. Pretty cool. Much love, everyone over there on Rumble, too. Much love. Thanks for being here today, guys. There's a lot of great content out there tonight. So take your pick. Plenty of good stuff out there. But thanks for hanging with me. You guys chose to hang with me. And for that, God bless you all. I appreciate it very, very much. We'll be back here uh, tomorrow. We're going to do about the same time frame tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow at noon central, 1 Eastern with Red Pill. Got that going on tomorrow. And then uh, probably again tomorrow night. So I got some stuff I got to take care of. But appreciate you guys very much. Thank you all for being here today, guys. I really do appreciate it. And we'll keep, uh, I'll just, it's gonna just stick with me to the end of the year. Next year, we'll get something, some more stuff going, you know, if you know what I'm saying. So hopefully we'll get through this together. And then with your love, support, and prayers, we'll be able to do it. Thanks, guys, very much for all that. And I appreciate it. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. See you guys back here tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Dave. God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.